T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. We approach 3 o'clock on this. It's actually kind of warm outside Thursday. And I don't know, maybe the bar is so low because it was so cold for the last week. But I was outside today at the bus stop with my son. And I'm like, damn. No, it was hot today. Yeah, dude, it's like top five record warm for this date ever. Oh, is it really? Yeah. It's like 55, right? Or 58. Was it? Wow. Okay. I thought maybe it was just warm because we're so used to cold. But yeah, I was outside today. I was like, man, I like this. And I'm a cold weather guy. But you know what? As a cold weather guy... There comes a point in time in which you're done with it. There comes that moment where you say, okay, I've had my fun. It's time to move on. I'm not there yet, but I'm getting close. <laughs> yeah, I'm getting close, too. And yep. I'll tell you the exact moment, because there's a moment where I'm going to walk in here, and I'm going to say I'm over it. I'm done with the coldness. And that's when pitchers and catchers report the spring training. <laughs> because the idea of the Mets and the Yankees having catches down in Florida Make me very, very FOMO. This is the second time I've used the term FOMO today. I know. What's up F- with you, dude? FOMO about the Jets not drafting Lamar Jackson. FOMO about the Jets not drafting Patrick Mahomes. You should be FOMO about the Giants not drafting Lamar Jackson. And, yeah, I'll be FOMO about, look at these guys having catches down in Florida, and we're sitting here, and it's 25 degrees. And speaking of having a catch, and speaking of pitching, let me get to my guy, one of the most underrated performers from those late 90s New York Mets. And that's Pat Mahomes. Mm. Pat, how you doing, pal? Ben, how you doing, E? We're doing great. Can I ask you one quick question? Very important. When yes, Al Leiter, when Al Leiter, who I love, when he crapped the bed in game six of the NLCS, and you came in down <laughs> 4 nothing to that mess, and then you just calmly said, I'm going to get out of this. I'm going to get a big double play against Walt Weiss. I'm going to give you four scoreless innings, and I'm going to give this offense a chance to come back. Like, what's going through your mind as you went through a situation like that? Well, what was funny was I knew that Al was going to pitch, you know, on short rest. And uh, I had pitched uh, both the games before that. And, you know, and we had some guys that were up that hadn't pitched, like uh, Or Hershiser, uh, I think uh, Octavio Dotel, and a couple of guys that hadn't pitched in that series. And um, I was sitting down there with uh, Al Jackson, you know, rest in peace, Um I was sitting down there talking to him because we'd always get down there early, and I was talking to him. And I was like, "Hey, uh, 
who you think will be the first guy to go in today? And he goes, uh, probably you. And I was like, <laughs> well, Damn. we're for real. And at the time, I was struggling, you know, a couple guys. I hope you got something that I can, uh, you know, can, can, can give them, you know, because I was, I pitched two innings, I think, the day before. And, uh, I just, you know, when I went out on the field and you see all those people, you know, cheering and yelling and, and knowing the situation we was in, I was just like, just try to keep us where we are, where we are and hopefully we could, uh, come back and maybe take the lead and maybe win that game. Oh, that's awesome, man. I mean, here's the thing. You know, when 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 I think about you, Pat, I think obviously it's your baseball career, but also your kids. And I'm not even talking about the one everybody wants to talk about. Your other son, Graham, plays football at Brown, right? Mm-hmm. Right? Yes. My son is at Brown. Jason Barber is at Brown. So we 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 share a a a, a, a young kids university right now. How's he doing up there? Yeah, he's doing good. You know, he's in the portal right now, and he's he's got a a couple of 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 offers. Uh, I don't know exactly what he's going to do yet. If he's going to go back or if he's going to take one of these offers, but he was just down here with me the last uh, two and a half weeks training and working out with a receivers coach and everything. And we visited a few universities. Uh, Rice being one that was you know, very interested. And I think they're going to do something and some other. So he'll just have to make a big boy decision and, and, and decide some, but the funny thing about it, I went to the game in Columbia, uh, when they played at Columbia. Yeah. And, uh, his mom was telling me that your, your, your son went there. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I understand why he's transferring though, Pat, because they, they're loaded with wide receivers. And so my son had one catch all season long, <laughs> which which brings me to a question: like raising kids, you know, that turn out to be athletes. It's something obviously I did, and I and I wonder, like, did you have a process? Did you think about what you, what they were going to get into? You did everything in high school, like I did, but w- like, what was the process like raising those kids? Well, honestly, I knew Patrick uh, was was pretty special from the beginning at a very a very young age when he was like four or five when he was going to the to the to the stadium with me up there at Shea and and um you know I started taking him out on the field and and just watching him and just watching how he observed people in the clubhouse and watching how uh, you know he just you know just took everything in and wasn't afraid so I knew we had a chance so I really started working with him on different stuff never you know putting any pressure on him yeah. just letting them play them all, you know, um, have fun playing them all. I, I didn't, you know, I never specialized, you know, Hey, you need to play this. You need to play that. Even though it was obvious he was better in, in some of the other ones than he was at the other one, but he was good in all of them. And I just, you know, started that process. And then once he started playing in junior high, he started playing a little football. And uh, that was when he really first started playing football a little bit. And, and I would just, Treat him like 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 he was an athlete, you know. So after the game, I would I would bring him home, you know, and he I tell him go in there and take a shower, and he go shower up, and then he come to the table, and I'd interview him about stuff in the game, you know, oh, get out trying of here. to teach, yeah, trying to teach him how to, you know, talk to the media, wow, you know, how to wow. answer the questions, you know, this and that, and this and that, and I mean, it all was just natural for him. Man. I mean, he just he just came on, and then I thought football was kind of in the rear mirror. Uh, but, um, we, um, his junior year, he got to be the starting quarterback. He had 
Pitt started the, his freshman and sophomore year as a safety and was actually getting recruited as a safety, which made no sense at all. <laughs> and um, and then he just fell in love with football, and um, he made, a, like I said, another big boy decision to decide whether he was going to uh, go in the, the draft or, or he was going to go play football at, at Tech, and he decided to go to Tech, and that's where he went. And as far as the other ones, I just kind of, you know, same kind of process right now. I'm just kind of, I kind of let them do their own thing. Uh, Jackson played basketball. Mm-hmm. Uh, Graham, you know, he got a scholarship to Stephen F. Austin. Graham, you know, he played football, basketball. He gave up baseball like in 10th grade. And then my two girls, you know, they're doing volleyball, softball, you know, basketball. They're doing it all too. So, oh, man, you like I just, me. I just, you, I just kind of watch back, give it, sit back and watch. Hey, you're like me. I got six. You got five. So it's like, yeah, keep, it keeps yeah, you I busy. But, you know, I wonder, I wonder, Pat, because there's always pressure when your dad was a professional athlete. Like, people just expect you to be great. And it's not it's not easy, I think, for kids because they start to feel it at some point. Like, how do, how, do you, how do you manage that side of it? And, obviously, he came through it. I'm talking about Patrick came through it. But just in general, like what kind of dad were you managing the expectations of your kids? Because everybody had to talk to you about it. Well, Patrick, well, Patrick, it wasn't that it wasn't that bad. Yeah, everybody knew I played pro baseball, but he was so good at all of them that he didn't really get a lot, a lot of flack. I think a lot of people knew that he was going to play something professionally, yeah. so he didn't really get a lot of flack. Now, after Patrick went off to college and did the things that he, you know, he did in his high school career and then was going to Tech and they knew he, he had, you know, could have been drafted or whatever. He was drafted, but it, he could have went, you know, straight to pro ball. Now, Jackson caught a little bit, you know. <laughs> he caught a little bit about – it wasn't about me more more so. It was more about, about Patrick, you yeah. know. He, he would get the chance at the – We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives they bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are so let instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date download the instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last minimum ten dollar per order additional term supply (sighs) spring is a time of renewal so why not refresh your home with a little help from blinds.com We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. 
Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. At the basketball game, you know, you're not Patrick, this, stuff like that. Oh, but mm. but um, it, it seemed like it motivated him. I mean, he, he grew a lot. You know, he decided he was going to do basketball instead of the other. He played the others, too. But he once he got to high school, he said, well, I'm going to play basketball. I want to do something different than y'all. And so he went on, but then once he got out, I mean, either you love it or you don't. So, yeah. you know, he, he he liked playing basketball. He didn't love basketball. So um, he stopped, you know, pretty quick. And now Graham, he's 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 kind of like Patrick. You know, he's all in, you know, with it from the beginning. But they, he's not really – they don't really talk about him a lot. Now, the girls don't have no idea yet. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking to Pat Mahomes – I'm curious because when I first saw your son play in college, and I still think of him this way, I was like, that's Pat Mahomes' son. Mm Because I think of you. I grew up watching you pitch. And I envisioned my favorite football team, the Jets, drafting him. And they could have. Instead, they drafted Jamal Adams. Do you think if your son is drafted by the crappy Jets, and they were crappy, (laughs) I have to admit, there was no Andy Reid there. So he wouldn't have had the greatest coaching in the world. How do you think that would have played out, A, the market in New York, and then B, not being surrounded by maybe one of the greatest coaches of all time. I think he would have overcome it and still been great. What's your thoughts on what that kind of alternate universe could have looked like? I think I think he would have been I think he would have been fine eventually. Uh, I think a, a lot of people uh, they kind of overlooked the fact that he got to sit that year and learn from Alex mm-hmm. and and learn how professional quarterbacks went about their business learn how to study, learn how to, to, to do that type of stuff. Yeah, Andy was great. And Andy, you know, him and Andy are a match made in heaven together. Uh, but, you know, Patrick, he still played the same kind of football. I think Andy kind of adapted to his style a little bit more because he saw how he, play, how he played right. in, 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 in college. So, um, you know, Andy with his great mind and, and scheming the plays and Patrick being able to do some of the things that he could do that a lot of people, you know, really don't do or it's, or it's seen as bad habits to do. You know, he can he can do that type of stuff and get away with it. I just think it just worked out great. But, yeah, I think he'd have been all right wherever he went. All right, this is the most important question I got to ask you today. So you're in, the, you're in the booth just last weekend watching the game. You see with your arms crossed. You got Jason Kelsey shirtless, chugging beers. Taylor Swift's in there, and I see you just look over your your shoulder. Like, what the hell is wrong with you people? What was going? What was that booth like? I mean, it had to be crazy up there. Well, you know what's crazy is that the people uh, thought that was me, but it wasn't me. I oh, was it actually, wasn't. <laughs> no, I was actually two booths down. But as soon as he started doing that, I, I was looking down and, and I saw him. <laughs> and just so happened, some point in the game. Um, um, I would both happen to be in the bathroom at the same time, and and, I, and I've I've known I've known him I've known him you know for quite some time. Right. Travis Travis is like another son to me, and so I've been around him a lot and everything. And I've been in the booth with Taylor before, and she was very nice and genuine and everything. So I went over there and hung out with him a little bit, you know, 
after the game, after after we had won, I hung out with him a little bit and said hi and all that. But uh, the, those are some fun guys. I mean, if you think Jason's wild, you ought to see Travis. <laughs> Imagine. <laughs> What's uh, Tay-Tay like, Taylor Swift? I'm sure you've met her a few times. Yeah, she's nice. Uh, actually, um, very down to earth. I thought, uh, you know, somebody that famous, you know, you, you never know how that's going to go. So the first time I met her, I kind of walked up to her to introduce myself and um and she said yeah i know who you are i watched the, the quarterback series i know here's dad and she thanked thanked uh me for letting us for letting her uh be in in the suite that day and i was like well it ain't my suite but uh, <laughs> you know you I'll know take, it, I'll take it's kind it. of britney suite you know so uh i mean you should, if you want to thank anybody you should thank them but she was nice uh took a couple pictures with my wife and um with my daughter, my daughter happened to be at that game, so it made her day, you know, and everything. But yeah, she was uh, she's buried down there a person. Yeah, no, it seems like it. I mean, it, obviously, she wouldn't be with Patrick or uh, with a uh, Travis yeah. and hanging out at football games if she, if she wasn't. You know, your son is he's already being talked about as potentially the greatest quarterback ever, and I don't know if you saw that coming. I mean, I, I don't know if I did because I didn't follow him that closely at, at Texas Tech, but. After he got going, it just seems like, and I heard this word a couple of times this this past week, and it seems right. It just feels inevitable, right? It feels like no matter what happens or what's going on around him, he's going to find a way. Was he always that way? Well, I mean, you you know how it is. I mean, I don't think nobody saw it coming per se, saw him having that much uh, success, you know, that early on. You know, uh, because when he hit it, he kind of hit it running. and. Mm -hmm. And he didn't look back. And of course, you know, he had that big year with the 50 and 50 and winning the MVP. And then, you know, that builds confidence. You know how an athlete is. Once right. you, you, you achieve some, some confidence, you know, it goes a long way into to what you do from here on there. If you do it the right way, you know, if you don't get big headed, if you don't believe, start believing everything you hear, you know, and you keep working and putting the work in, then, you know, good things more and more, more than less will happen but uh as far as i i ne- I, I don't never see him nervous i saw him one time uh, the one time i ever saw him nervous was was right before halftime of that Bengals game uh when he uh when they were trying to go in they had like eight seconds or something mm-hmm. left and, and he ended up throwing the ball short to tyreek and they got tackled and he ended up not getting anything yeah. and i saw him looking and look to call a timeout, and I'm like, y'all don't have any timeouts. And, you know, I've never seen him where he didn't know where the situation was. Yeah. You know, because even like in the the 13-second game, you know, when they come back and, and got the, yeah got that, you know, I'm sitting in the booth, and I'll, I'm always looking down there because I know he looks up at me, and I'm trying to tell him little stuff, and, you know, and, 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 you know, during the game and everything. So I always look down, and when they scored, uh, the Bills did, uh, I looked right down to the bench right then, and all he did was sit there and put his helmet on. So I was like, "Okay, we're good, I guess." I mean, you know, so he had like it wasn't that big of a deal. So, um, you know, he's had a couple uncharacteristic uh, moments this year. You know, with the offsides and yelling at the the, the referees and stuff like that. But for the most part, you know, he's 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 he may be a little excited and and nervous on the inside, but on the outside, you know, you can't see it. 
do you think we're talking to Pat Mahomes? I mean, I'm sitting next to a guy in Tiki who made a decision in the prime of his career, because you're still playing mm-hmm. awesome, Tiki. Mm-hmm. I'm done. I don't want to do this anymore, and I respect <laughs> the hell out of it. With your son, do you get this vibe that he wants to do this as long as possible like a Tom Brady? Or can you see him five or six years from now being like, man, I've accomplished everything. Uh, I'm done. Yeah, well, I, I mean, I, I watch Tiki I watch Tiki all the time, you know. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he's over in New York, and I was a big Cowboy fan, so I watched him all the time. And oh. I know he was in, in his prime and, and whatever when he decided to stop. Uh, Patrick, um Ever since he, I could remember when he was seven, he would always, he would always tell me, you know, I'd go out there and I'd play him in all the different sports and I wouldn't let up on him. You know, I'd beat him, you know, and, and, and it, it would kill him. And he would always tell me, he said, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to be better than you in, in everything. I'm going to be better than you. <laughs> so he had that drive, you know, from a long time out. But uh, I definitely think it's going to be hard to get that jersey off of it. Uh, he, he has a, a lot of things. I think he has in mind his goals and, and, and I think Tom kind of gave the blueprint on, on for quarterbacks on how you can play this game a long time and with the rules and all the different stuff. Um, I could see him playing, you know, at least another 10, 12 years. So, I mean, you know, without injuries, you know, but, um, yeah, it's going to be hard to get him up. I just couldn't imagine him sitting at home. I mean, he's got to be competitive. Uh, on something you know it's it's in the off season it's golf it's it's basketball you know if he's playing checkers which he wants to beat you so i just i just can't see him sitting at home and just chilling you know? yeah no i can't see that either you know one of the cool things about this game uh pat is that you know these are two black quarterbacks mvp quarterbacks because lamar won one obviously pat's won a couple in in the championship game and it highlights the the lack of of Ubiquity. Like we used to think that you got to be this way to be a quarterback. You got to be, you know, in the pocket, stand up, throw it, you know, look look a certain way. It's different now. And your your son and and Lamar on the other side of this game are, I mean, they're they're awesome examples because they're just not the same. Yeah, but I mean, they're doing it. I mean, um, yeah, they're they're a big reason for for why it's you know, going like it is, you know, you got to get athletic. I mean, guys are more athletic now. The quarterback has to be more athletic. You're not going to be able to just sit back there in, in that pocket. Right. Now, it's crazy that you, you hear that, you know, we heard that all our lives about it, you know. You know, you had to be a certain way to play the position. And what's crazy about it is when Patrick was 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 started starting his junior year and uh, – he was doing a lot of stuff that he does now, believe it or not. You know, he's throwing <laughs> balls left-handed. Yeah, he's yeah. doing no-look passes and stuff. And I played quarterback, you know. And, I, you know, I had offers and, and stuff to play quarterback at college, you know, D1 and all that. And I played the way they played, kind of, you know. <laughs> that was the way it, you know, I thought you had to play it. But I would always sit back after those games, and, and I'd be sitting back, and I would say to myself, I'd go – I don't know if this is going to translate. I don't know if it's going to translate. And then, you know, he had the big senior year, and then he, he went to Tech, and then he came in right away, you know, after about halfway through the season, started doing the same stuff he was doing in high school and stuff. And I'm still sitting there going, is this going to translate to the NFL? And then once, he, once he started doing it up there, you know, I was like, okay, well, maybe he knows what he's doing. So maybe. I'm just going to leave it alone. Right. You know? I think you said it right earlier pat is that andy reed adapted to him we, we were having this conversation earlier the best coaches don't try to fit players into their mold they just look at what they do best and then they create systems around that 
right? That's that's how you become successful. Oh, what, what was crazy about it? Because I I, I visited, uh, you know, looking at it back, looking back, I I do I envision it as my career when I came up. You know, I did a lot of I had a lot of stuff that you weren't supposed to do, and I did all the time. And I mm-hmm. had a manager, uh, Tom Kelly, at the time that. He didn't really go for that. He's more of an old school manager, you know, and he didn't want you talking trash or doing this <laughs> and that. And, you know, that's all I'd ever known. You know, coming up through the minor leagues, I had the same manager every year. He pretty much let me do, you know, what I did and everything. And 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 I struggled. You know, I struggled a, a lot at first. You know, uh, I had a good year in 94. But then when I got with the Mets and I got with Bobby Valentine, <laughs> which was, you know, a lot of uh, – I guess former players of his didn't really like him. Me and him fit like a glove. So, you know, it was like I was able to get all of my ability out because I knew that guy had confidence in me and that he was going to, yeah, he knew I was going to make some mistakes, you know, here or there, but he wasn't going to try to change me. He was going to let me go out and do what I did. And, and that makes a big difference in an athlete's, uh, you know, confidence, you know, um, knowing that, you going out there and, and your manager believes in you or your or your play play caller believes in you and believes you can do all these things, then you're going to go out there and try that much harder to prove him right. Mm. We're talking to Pat Mahomes. So you're going to be in Baltimore, I assume. Another suite. Will you be in the suite with those crazies for this game or a different suite? Uh, uh, I hope not, but <laughs> no, I don't, I don't think so. No, Travis Norman has his own thing, and, uh, and uh, Patrick has his own own deal too so but you know i imagine if if taylor wants her own swift i think she got her own sweet she got her own enough money to, to get <laughs> what she wants yeah she's good <laughs> yeah you don't need to worry about her <laughs> well good luck enjoy the game right. i'm rooting for you tiki's not by the way tiki's rooting for the ravens stop it oh you are are you not I just kinda, you could be honest well, with that that's all right you know I just kind of yeah, like, I like Lamar's journey. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's uh, it's all right. It's, it's all right. By the way, game. I have no dog I mean, in the fight either way. <laughs> yeah, I, I can't. I can't wait to see how it turns out. I know he's going to be ready to go. I know Lamar's going to be ready right. to go, and and uh, it's, it's going to be a great game. At least the weather will be a little bit warmer. Yeah, it's true. And by the way, I I want to keep an eye on Graham to see where he lands up because he had a hell of a season last year: five hundred and forty so yards and six or so touchdowns. He can be an asset somewhere, so I'll keep an eye on where he ends up. All right, then. Sounds good. Thank Take you, Pat. I appreciate it. Me. Good chatting with you. Pat Mahomes. Pat Mahomes Sr., the yes. father of Patrick Mahomes. He There were two things he said. Sometimes when you talk to somebody, you hear things, and they register in your brain like, oh. So there are two things that jump out at me. One is about football. The other one is about Taylor Swift. Which one would you like to hear first? Taylor Swift, of course. Taylor Swift watched the quarterback series on Netflix? I know. How about that? He's coming educated on so the game. Taylor That's Swift, awesome. Taylor Swift goes up to Pat Mahomes uh-huh. and says, I know who you are. I watch the Netflix series. By the way, that Netflix series is good. It's a very good series, but that shows. You know what that shows? You better be careful she's now. Studying. She's really into Travis Kelsey. Uh-huh. To where she's watching a documentary about Travis Kelsey's teammate, essentially. Mm. Like, that shows she's committed to learning about football and learning about what makes her man I tick. I think she already knew a little bit about football. You think so? I mean, she's from, the, like, where's she from? 
She's a fan, uh, an Eagle fan, right? Wasn't she an she's Eagle from, fan? She's from, not, she can't be from Philly. No, no, no. Like Pennsylvania, I thought. Let right. me look that up now. I don't know where she's from. She probably was already a football she's fan. She's from PA. Yeah, West yeah. Reading. She's hey. uh, she from PA. She was already a football fan. So she was an Eagle you, fan. You can't grow up in Pennsylvania and not know a little bit about football. So you think she was watching the documentary about Patrick Mahomes and Kirk Cousins on her own or because she was dating uh, Travis Kelsey? Probably because she started dating Travis That's my Kelsey. point. The yeah. second thing he said. Because this game still hits me as stunning. And that was the only time Pat Mahomes saw Patrick Mahomes nervous. Right. Was at the end of the first half against the Bengals against the Chiefs. Now, just a little memory on what happened in this game. The Kansas City Chiefs were going to win this game. We all figured it was a lock. And they were up 21-10 in the final seconds of the first half. And they were driving where, at worst, they kick a field goal to make it Mm 24-10. And at best, they score a touchdown, and they're up 28-10. And this game's effectively over. And that's when Pat Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes, threw a little bit short to Tyreek Hill. Eli Apple actually made the tackle. And they didn't have a timeout, and they ended up with nothing. And Pat even said, it's the one time I looked at Patrick, and I was like, man, you don't have a timeout. What the hell's going on? That second half was stunning to me because Patrick Mahomes didn't play well. Mm -mm. They scored three points the rest of the game. And Cincinnati came back, and I thought stunningly won that AFC championship game. Because it felt in control. It felt like they had no chance, especially in Arrowhead. Yeah, at Arrowhead. And even after they didn't get the points, they were up 21-10 against the Bengals. And for Pat to see, well, you know, my son looks a little nervous right now. It's almost like Patrick knew. Uh-huh. It's almost like he knew. Yeah. <laughs> so I thought that was very, very interesting. Yeah. The other thing that I take away, just as a dad, because a lot of people listening had kids, they might be really good at a sport. Don't try to overcoach them, man. Nah, you're right. Just let them find it. Let them know what he did. Right. Let he him, basically let said, it, figure let it out. Let them find it. Do the ancillary stuff, right? Interview them after good games that and was, stuff like that's that. Pretty that's good, pretty man. cool. <laughs> but don't overcoach them, man. Just let them find it. No doubt. And by the way, the interviewing him after games has worked out because one of the best attributes of Patrick Mahomes, right. besides his great play, is he's perfect with the media. That's right. Like true. he had the one mess up this year with Pat even acknowledged with the complaining about the offside. But that, call. Was, that was just really on the field. No, it was, it was during the post game media session, too. He mm. cried. Mm. Cried like a little baby. Yeah, I don't remember. A little, remember. Bit, of a, a little bit of a baby. I just remember the field stuff. Yeah, he did both, unfortunately. We'll get back to your calls, especially on the FOMO we may have as Jet and Giant fans that Lamar Jackson could have been ours. Patrick Mahomes could have been a Jet. But would they have been screwed up if they came here because of how badly positioned both teams were? Your call's next, 877-337-6666. Less than an hour, Bad Tiki will join the show. It's like a Thursday tradition. In fact, it is a Thursday tradition. Every Thursday at 4.30, we talk to Bad Tiki. The Kansas City Chiefs and the Baltimore Ravens. Sunday at 3. Is it 3 or 3.30 for the AFC Championship game? 3 o'clock? Mm, 3, because the second game is 6.40. That's so right. Time. 3 and 6.40, which I said to you on Monday. I love that time slot. Like, that should be permanent for the NFL. Imagine that. Great. Just makes it easily watchable. It's oh. over by 9.30, 9.40. That's you why don't feel like the night's lost. I agree. This is the way I would change the NFL if I was king. If I was the king of the NFL or the commissioner. We get rid of 1 o'clock games. We get rid of 8 o'clock games. <laughs> no right, they're gone. I've just gotten rid of them. <laughs> it's not for, enough time. 3 o'clock and 6.30. Those are our two windows for NFL games. How mm. great would that be? Yeah, but the, you're going to have an NBC problem. We'll give NBC a Tuesday night game. That's my that's my compromise. <laughs> I was playing on Tuesday. 
I think I, you know, the more I've thought about it as I've gotten older, I think I would enjoy spreading it out more as opposed to having Sunday be a day no, in no, which you've got man. nine hours in front of your TV. No, because, I mean, most people don't want to watch every game. You want to know about every game, but you don't need to watch every game. You know what I like? I don't know. I want to watch every game, but I don't want really? to watch every game. I need a break during the week. I'd actually prefer they get rid of Monday Night Football and play a 9 a.m. game Sunday, and I'd sit there, and I have Sunday, and I know that's football pillar to post. Yeah, but you don't like the fact. Like, think about what we're all doing this Sunday. You can do something. You could do something in the morning. You could do something in the early afternoon. Yes. There is no football until 3 o'clock, and if you want to get crazy, you could even DVR it and push it back to 4 o'clock, which I may do once in a while. Like, that's not That's a whole day you just created. No, it does make it actually nicer. To, to not feel pressed to go watch a game, get to a game. That's right. It's it's nice for two weeks. I don't want to make myself accessible to my family every week during football <laughs> season. They know the deal. I got a good racket going on. I'm done with what I got to get done by noon. I sit there, I heat up the wings, and that's the end of it. I understand, but we're going to witness two great quarterbacks in that early window, and we've talked throughout the show today about, A, the Jets could have drafted both guys, the Giants could have drafted Lamar, and then mm-hmm. the interesting discussion of, well, what would they have even been if they came here? Because when you have bad coaching as a quarterback in this league, it's tough to overcome it. And in Patrick Mahomes' case, he got the city year, which his father acknowledged was certainly a big help. And then he got inserted with Andy Reid, who may go down as one of the greatest head coaches and offensive minds this sport has ever seen. Right. That wouldn't have been the case with the New York Jets. That wouldn't have been the case with the Giants if they had traded up the way Ben McAdoo had wanted. Let's go to Colin in Hawthorne, New Jersey. How are you, Colin? Hey, guys, I'm good. Hey, I got two quick points. You know, you're talking about before uh, Peyton Manning. You know, you just imagine if Peyton Manning in 97 came out. You know, Bill Parcells was the, was the head coach. He could have had a better career, and Bill Parcells probably would stay for 10 years instead of three. Oh, but, yes. Uh, yes, that's an alternate <laughs> history, not only for the Jets, but, yeah, I guess Peyton Manning could have been even better, right? All right. <laughs> <laughs> you hope. But, but on, on quarterbacks, they overcame. You know, the one that came to mind to me is uh, Steve Young because mm. he went to Tampa Bay for two years and he was deemed a bust and they drafted Testa Verde. Right. He, got traded to San, he got traded to San Francisco. But and Steve, became, you know? Steve Young got to do something that is so uncommon and I don't think it happened in today's NFL. This is bizarre. He got to sit for four years behind oh. Joe Montana. So not only does he bust out in Tampa – but then, like, he gets to just kind of yeah. learn, and we don't have that kind of time. Like, when a guy sits a year or two years, it's unorthodox, like we've seen with Mahomes and we've recently seen with Jordan Love. So it's just so something that could not happen in 2023. No, it's impossible. He didn't have regular starts until his seventh season, which is crazy. He was 31 years old. 31. Think about that. And still made the Hall of Fame. Yeah. So, I mean, that tells you how good he was. So maybe he would have overcome you know, regardless of where he landed, but it's kind of the same scenario. He goes to a place where he doesn't have to play immediately, and the team is good. Right. And so when he steps in, he just has to not mess it up and then get good himself. But you know what that formula's like in this era? Because that was in the late 80s and early Mm -hmm. 90s, which is far different. I think it's more the Geno Smith model, which is bounce around the league as a backup, and then hope you get an opportunity. And yeah. when you get that opportunity, you bust through. Because right. that's really what happened to Geno Smith. I don't think Steve Young in 2023 necessarily just sits behind a Hall of Fame quarterback for five years and then at 31 years old takes over and becomes the guy. I just don't think that even happens anymore. No. I mean, the closest parallel will be Baker. We, we were talking about earlier this week. Right. Because that's what Baker's done. Now, the, his bouncing around has been odd. 
But he he's bounced around. He's been on four teams in three, four, whatever it is, six years he's been out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, by the way, a guy who had to get past some bad coaching early right. on. Right, exactly yep. right. Yep. Let's go to Rick in Rutherford, New Jersey. How are you, Rick? Hey, fellas. Uh, really enjoy the show a lot. I've called the station often, but I think it's my first time calling into this show. Well, so welcome, I'm man. Really, really happy you guys. Welcome, yeah, man. Thank you so much. Yeah, lo- love listening to you guys. So, um, Evan, your FOMO, I think it may be a little <laughs> misplaced if I, if I understand it correctly. So I, I, I don't know if Mahomes comes to the Jets or to the Giants that, that he turns into what he's turned into. The way I look at it is it's, you know, it's, it's three parts. It's, it's, um, it's the player. You know, do they have what it takes to, to become great? It, it's the situation, you know, definitely situational. And, and then it's like fairy dust, right? Like the right timing, the mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. everything needs yeah. to fall into place. And I think what you're talking about is some of these other uh, quarterbacks, they were in the right situation or wrong situation. Daniel Jones is a perfect example. Like if, because if, I, I think Tiki, you say, hey, Daniel Jones has what it takes, or I think he has what it takes. If, if you know, if he's going to be a great quarterback, wouldn't he already become that if he has, you know, if he can break through what's holding him back? So I think it's really kind of like a combination of several factors, and you can't just point to one thing, and timing is everything, as you guys know. No, no, you're right about that, Rick. I mean, it, so much of of having the right players around you. We talk about this, the skills and the talent that you talk about. It's natural, but it's also – you gotta have people to throw the ball to, right? You gotta have playmakers, and I think Pat Mahomes was so lucky, or Patrick Mahomes was so lucky early in his career because Tyreek Hill was just like an—he's just like a gadget. Yeah, it's like just nobody has that guy. But it's not. See, don't take it as Patrick Mahomes would have been exactly the same as a New York Jet in terms of he would have already won numerous Super Bowls, he'd be in the AFC Championship game, and basically MetLife Stadium would be a residence for the AFC title game. Yeah. I'm not suggesting that. I don't think it would have been exactly the same, but would he have been the long-term answer at quarterback? Yeah. Was he, is yes. He a, is he a franchise lifter? Yes. I think ultimately the answer to that is yes, even if it was bad. Yes. So he gets you winning seasons, and at least in the playoff conversation. Yeah, as, like As he, opposed to, oh, can we just get above 500? You <laughs> know, the comparison that was used earlier, and I know that they didn't get lifted enough, and maybe that would be the argument against him, is even a guy like Matthew Stafford. Yeah. Because, like, the Detroit Lions didn't win a lot when he was there, don't get me wrong. They only made the playoffs three times. But before he got there, think about what they were. Mm-hmm. And so was Matthew Stafford a franchise lifter yeah. in the years he was in Detroit? I would argue he was. You're right. And so the crazy thing about Detroit and Stafford, like he had an all-timer. Yeah, that's Meg- true. Megatron. Yeah, think about there. that. He had Megatron with him. He could just throw the ball up and he'd go snatch it. Yeah. Right? And, I mean, that's why maybe his statistics are a little bit outside of where their wins and losses were. But they, the organization was bad. And so I think if the organization is bad, they don't know what they're doing. They don't draft defensively well enough. They don't the wrong coaches. You can ruin great players. And Matt Stafford's career almost was like forgotten and Matt, ruined. Matthew Stafford's legacy is going to be such a fascinating one to discuss right. when he retires because well, he never like he lifted the Lions to the point of sort of relevance. Yeah. He only made one Pro Bowl. Uh-huh. Not that that should be the end all. Obviously, yeah. Pro Bowl is flawed. It's flawed. No question about even though, it. Even though I think that's more of a recent phenomenon. Yeah, I I, I, don't, I don't think in like the eighties and nineties that the Pro Bowl was as flawed as it is now. No, now it feels flawed. I agree. But, like, overall, you know, the Lions were kind of crappy. Mm-hmm. You know, not not all his fault, obviously, but he did elevate them. But I think what really 
makes his legacy fascinating is he goes to a different franchise, yeah. a well-run franchise, and what do they do immediately? Win a Super Bowl. They win a Super Bowl, and he statistically puts up the best stats of his career right. and then last, at 33 years old. And then he has a major injury, which people think is going to end his career. He comes back from that, and, and a, they're supposed to be rebuilding in Los Angeles. They're supposed to have won four games this year. They got to the postseason, right. and they almost beat Detroit. So, I mean, Matthew Stafford has changed what he we thought his legacy was going to be. Yes, And no some question. people even think he's, you know, trending towards Hall of Fame. Now, it's hard conversation because of his peers. Like, you get judged amongst your peers, who you're playing with and who's coming in when you're leaving type of thing. So, I don't know, but he's had a pretty damn good career. Yes. Even though it felt like in Detroit he was kind of just a, a guy. Yes, yeah. And you know what? He was just a guy, but now when you think about it with more clarity. Yes. He was everything I'm sort of describing right now, which mm-hmm. is I know that if Lamar Jackson was drafted by the Jets in 2018, he wouldn't have won two MVPs. I'm not suggesting that. Everything would have been the same. I'm not suggesting that. But would he still be the quarterback today? Yes. Yeah. Would we be sitting here in no, 2024 right. talking about adding another veteran or who's well, going to be the quarterback? Well, just, in here? No, I well, think we'd have the answer. Well, Ev, just think about let's keep it to Stafford. Nobody was ever saying, yeah, God, Detroit sucks. They won four games this year. They won five games. Let's get rid of Matt Stafford. Correct. Nobody yeah. ever said that. 12 he, years he was in. 12 years. Yeah. Not once did you hear, yeah, guy, we got to get rid of Matt. He's just terrible. Nobody ever said that. Right, and they didn't fail because of him. They no. failed because they didn't have enough talent around them. Let's go to Rob in Harlem. How are you, Rob? I'm good. I'm good, fellas. Love the conversation. I wanted to give you two comps for the two players if they ended up on the Jets and Giants. I think we'd be looking at Mahomes right now, and this is to your point that they'd still be good, but not as good, right? Yeah. I think Mahomes, we'd be looking at him almost like Justin Herbert. He'd be keeping the Jets in games, mm. not always winning them. Good comparison. But like clearly, dyna- clearly dynamic, but like we'd be, is he really going to be the guy to get this team over the hump? And I feel like Jackson, maybe we'd think of him in the same ilk as like a Donovan McNabb, like good and like making the team good, but is he going to actually get them over the hump? Huh. Like not I, I gotta so tell accurate. You, I got to tell you, I love, I love the Herbert one. And you right. know what's awesome about the Herbert one? And this is obviously news related because you may have heard yesterday, mm-hmm. the Los Angeles Chargers are hiring Jim Harbaugh. What's great about the Herbert comp is we're about to find out. Yeah. We're about to get the answer on Justin Herbert because for the last four years, I've enjoyed taking shots at him. I've enjoyed talking about how overrated he is right. and the fact that he doesn't get ripped enough. I don't know why because he's got long blonde hair. I have no freaking idea. That's exactly why. <laughs> but you but you always had the excuse, and it was a real one, which is they're terribly coached. Right. It's a fair Brandon, excuse. It, was he, he wasn't all Brandon Staley, was he? Ah, uh, let's see. Was Staley. Brandon Staley always there when they drafted him? Oh, maybe it was Anthony Lynn. I think Anthony Lynn. His rookie been. season yeah. was Anthony Lynn, and then it was Brandon Staley. Right. And now we're going to get Jim Harbaugh, and now we're going to get the answer. Right. Because if Justin Herbert becomes what we think talent-wise he can be, which is a top three quarterback in this league, like we're debating Justin Herbert versus Josh well, Allen. It's funny because he gets put there. He gets put. Yeah, but like, he's not there. I know, but he gets put as like a top five quarterback, and he just hasn't been that. He's just not. But you know what? That's a that's a perfect answer. It is a perfect answer. Like what would you, you could always blame coaching. Yes. Just, it was always co- coaching. Brandon Staley's terrible. He's a defensive mind of coach. He can't develop Justin Herbert the way that he needed to. Anthony Lynn was a you know he's just a running back type of thing. He couldn't. He wasn't the right coach for him as a rookie. It's why Anthony Lynn got fired, by the way. So like you could always find an excuse 
for Justin Herbert's lack of real eliteness, but they still put him in the top five conversation, which is crazy. <laughs> it's not. It's not fair because he's not that guy. No, but he yeah. does fit. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's the key word because he does fit what I'm saying about if the Jets had drafted Mahomes. Yeah. Where, yeah, they had crappy coaching. Yeah, they don't know what they're doing. But does that mean he's out of the league in five years? No. You know what it means? It means he's Justin Herbert, mm-hmm. which is a guy with a lot of talent who just needs the right coach. And we're about to find out. That's what's beautiful about this. The L.A. Chargers, to their credit, went out there and added Jim Harbaugh, who has something on his resume that may be as impressive as any other head coach we've seen in a long time. He went to San Francisco, and he fixed something that was completely broken in Alex Smith. Yeah, Alex Smith was a bust. He was donezo. He was gone. And Jim Harbaugh made him competent. Yeah. And then he's like, you know what else I can do? I can get Colin Kaepernick in the Super Bowl. And he did that. Mm-hmm. And so now with the raw talent of Justin Herbert, who's got the blonde hair uh-huh. and the gaudy stats. We're about to find out, can he take him to that next level? Yeah. Rookie of the year. A couple Pro Bowls. No, one, only one Pro Bowl. Yeah. I don't. I think you just guys are way off with this. Why? When, when Herbert came out of college. Now, by the way, Harbaugh could take him, and I think he has been crowned too early. Harbaugh came out of college with everybody assuming. Herbert. Herbert. Way more pro-ready. He did not have the same questions Mahomes and Lamar Jackson did. Um. Mahomes came out and everybody thought, wow, you know, tools all over the place, but can he really be an NFL quarterback? Yeah. Nobody doubted that Justin Herbert could be a really good NFL quarterback. Now, he hasn't gotten to that level, and I'm right. Well, I, I mean, he was, could take he was him. great as a rookie. He threw for 4,300 right. yards. But my point is, he did not enter the league with nearly the same questions that both Mahomes and, and Jackson did, which comes back to the Stafford well, he, thing, He too. was also older because he stayed for a senior year. Remember, right. remember he stayed? Yeah. He, he and I, like, I like being a college student. Yeah, he might have been trying to avoid being the giant quarterback to get yeah. drafted by Gallagher. I mean, maybe, knows? maybe. But it's just my point is like I, I don't think that's comparable. Like, yeah, maybe that maybe Mahomes would have been what Herbert is, but I don't think you could look at it and go, yeah, he would have been Justin Herbert because he needed molding so, by the right coach. So if the Jets in 2017, when they had the sixth overall pick in the draft, and instead of going with Josh McCowan, which just makes me laugh thinking mm-hmm. about, it, let's say they drafted Patrick Mahomes, and let's say they went with the same idea of, you know what, you're gonna sit. Josh is on this roster. He's going to play. And we all know how that works out. Within four weeks, Patrick Mahomes is playing. So I'm not even going to give you the hypothetical that Pat sits for a year because he's clearly not. And so five weeks into the season, here comes Patrick Mahomes. What do you think happens? You think he's out of the league? Like, honestly, what do you think happens? And they stink and they're not good. No, I I think it's probably more like Stafford. I I think it's more like the Stafford situation. I think there's a better chance it's like that with Mahomes than it would have been with Lamar Jackson. But I also think there's a chance we're kind of talking about Mahomes the same way we talk about Daniel Jones in this town. Oh, come on. Do we know? Do we not know? Or at least we were prior to last year. I think you would have had major yeah, questions because you would have seen elements of why he but could that's be not, good. But you're not comparing no, you no. Know, Pat Mahomes to Daniel but Jones. I'm not saying that if Daniel Jones ended up with Andy Reid. Yeah. Well, that's good. the follow-up because that would be my follow-up no, question. What, like, is that what you think? But what I'm saying is with the Jets coaching, offensive line, all that situation, I don't think that they would have gotten the right kind of elements out of Patrick Mahomes, but we would have seen flashes, and I think we would have been having a similar conversation. Interesting. More of your calls coming up, 877-337-6666. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.